Change is a segment that I love doing where I speak to people and individuals in the technology space using technology for some form of social good. I wanted to talk about educational institutions for a second today. I mean, there is so much that educational institutions do digitally now, especially in a time like this. There's so much data that they generate, but unfortunately, all that data becomes extremely fragmented. Now, how does a company kind of come in to bridge that gap? What are some of the features of, say, for example, a food management system in a mess. How can you use that kind of data-driven decisions to reduce maybe food wastage? Or for example, let's say you've got a massive student accommodation that's there, right? Such as hostels and paying guests. How do you use data of people coming in and out uh, to target a certain population over there and, and rather, you know, improve things holistically? I got introduced to a beautiful little company called Space Basic that's using AI. They're an enabled digital data platform which they're using to kind of automate everyday tasks and simplify communication within educational institutions. Now, joining me on the other side to actually discuss what those kind, what that kind of data is and how we can make use of it is uh, going to be Madhavi Shankar. Now, Madhavi Shankar, by the way, from Space Basic, she's the founder down there and we'll chat about how all this data can be used for good on one of my most favorite segments coming up. Music, great conversation, and a whole lot of K. Welcome to Bangalore's personal ray of sunshine. You're locked into Good Morning Bangalore with K. 94.3 One World, your station. All right, good morning and welcome to the show. Madhvi Shankar, who is the founder at Space Basic, is joining me on the show this morning, all the way from a beautiful place that you might not know. It's called Indranagar. Uh, <laughs> hi, Madhvi. Hey, K. So nice to meet you. This is Hashtag Detect the Change. All systems This is Good Morning Bangalore with K. It's a pleasure. And honestly, you know, joining me from your little, your office right now, if I'm not mistaken, right? We're both doing this from our respective office. I want to discuss like the problem and then kind of figure out the solutions. And I genuinely think that for a lot of things out there, technology can be used to solve so many problems. We just haven't unlocked that full potential yet. What are some of the problems that educational institutions kind of face when it comes to daily management systems? What can that amazing amount of data be actually used for in the 21st century? I'm so glad you asked. Working with universities, 
universities and working with schools, what we've realized is there's so much of data that is churned by doing regular day-to-day activities. For example, let's say checking in at the gate, you know, a paper permission slip. So we realized when we started Space Basic that the way the non-curriculum life of a student, especially to start off with hostels, you know, university school hostels, is completely ad hoc, very manually driven. You know, you go to the best or you go to the lesser known universities. What you find is that the way they manage their uh, hostels or, or dorms is is very similar in, in, in a way of manual, paper-driven, people-driven processes. Yeah. And yeah. what happens with that is there's just lost sight of how can we do better? How can we provide better? You know, how can we save? How can we optimize? So I feel like that's lost in the bigger tasks of let's just get this done. We realized this trend very early on when we started doing due diligence and we said, hey, we've got to tap into this and we things like this is a, that is to be solved. So that's how, uh, you know, Space Basic came across and that's the problem we're trying to solve today. And the funny thing is you don't really need backend people to kind of do this. this can be very simply managed with artificial intelligence because everything is becoming IoT today, right? Everything, right from say swiping in, like like you said in a dormitory facility, so probably a lot of them have biometrics as well. And like you said, all this data that's generated can be used for a lot of cool things. So talk to me like say for example, I'm using AI to get data for people swiping in and out of a hostel, just entry wise. What can I do with that kind of data? You know, let's let's talk from the perspective of um, uh, the, the management, right? So with that data, just on the top of my head, what I can say is they know when is uh, the maximum inflow and when's the least inflow. So if they need, and that could cause a sort of a commotion at the gate, let's say, if there are about 100 students uh, checking in. So in that cases, you have that those time periods where you can say, hey, look, between five to six is when you have about 100 or 200 students checking in. So perhaps it's better to have two gates instead of one, or maybe two security guards instead of one. And we can also say, okay, on Wednesday and on Friday, we're seen that this happens the most so you know data like that which otherwise is nice to have we kind of make that to be integrated to be a part of you know day-to-day decisions also i think that you know in covid 19 times that data becomes extremely important don't you agree right say for example that example of someone just kind of checking in and out you want to kind of avoid too many people at the same time at one place as much as you can of course so doesn't this data also help in something like that absolutely i mean uh, with covid what we've realized is touchless is the way to go and technology adoption i believe in the education sector has been not by choice you know because they had to it's been forced i agree with you i know i mean it's like (laughs) we were not the times have forced us honestly (laughs) and i think uh that's um you know it was drastic but i think it was a good change that was kind of needed in this sector we talk about our kids being the future and doing cool things, but we don't necessarily include that in their day-to-day life. So with COVID, what we realized is we saw a lot of touchless functionalities being asked for and different use cases uh, come across by the customers themselves. And we also did uh, a project with the government of Karnataka, BBMP, where we helped, um, uh, you know, uh, regular residents and uh, resident welfare associations or, or hotels turn into COVID registration uh, yeah, platforms. Okay. Okay. You know, turn that. So I think with the, with technology and in, in enablement, like things things that would ideally take, you know, for example, a government organization that would usually take so much process and protocol to approve something had to make fast decisions. Yeah. So I think, yeah, um, yeah adoption and kind of usage uh, and just technology 
per se, I think uh, has been the focus of COVID-19 to get things done. You know, I want to come back after the break and kind of discuss um, things on a similar line. Madhavi, you also had the honor of receiving several honorable achievements that you, that you have in your up your sleeve, which I want to talk about as well. We'll come back and chat with her. She's uh, founded on a beautiful company called Space Basic. We'll come back in just a bit on Tech for Change. Stand by. There are people who complain about blues and there are people who listen to Good Morning Bangalore with Kay. Kay. Let's go. 94.3 Radio 1.1 one world, your station. My name is Kay, and with me on the show this morning is Madhvi Shankar. She's the founder of Space Basic. Now, they are a beautiful little AI-enabled digital data platform which automates everyday tasks. This is Hashtag Detect the Change. All systems stand by to transmit now. This is Good Morning Bangalore with Kay. generates a lot of data and uses that data to change things up for a lot of different things out there. That's probably the easiest way that I could describe it, but there's a lot more that goes in the back end that Madhavi will tell you is is just a roller coaster, honestly. But Madhavi, good to chat with you. Thank you for taking out the time. What I really was amazed about is that, you know, someone like you, you've had the honor of receiving several honorable achievements, like top young entrepreneurs in the Forbes Asia 30 under 30 list. For someone so young to actually do something like this, it automatically becomes like an inspiration to a lot of young people out there. Let's talk about your journey. How did you even get into this? And why did you decide to start something like Space Basic? Well, thank you for thank you for the kind uh, words, okay. Well, you know, my journey pretty much started as a Bangalore girl who moved to, um, Australia to do my master's after my engineering here and while I was there I think I come from a traditional South Indian uh, background where you know we're always told that education is the center focus of you know our lives and like it should be but for me textbook education was not working out in terms of I was probably not the best you know in engineering or in school Cool. So when I went to Australia, what I realized is the approach of education was very practical, uh, not so much, hey, let's just get through this chapter and, you know, take some notes, but it was very practical and I seemed to enjoy that, which kind of reflected directly upon my grades and things like that. And while I was there, uh, I also kind of, um, you know, started working very early on for an early stage startup. And I'm talking 2012, right? The startup was not keyword or buzzword like it is today. So it was an early stage company and um, you know I was one of the founding employees early on I, I joined the company they were still figuring out what to do so at the grassroots level being involved really kind of opened my eyes to how does a company function what are the you know what is required day to day and I think that's where my love for startups really began so uh, I was there for about four and a half five years uh, you know I started from front desk receptionist in turn to uh, managing uh, the product in the Asia Pacific region and I loved it and and, you know, around 2016 is when I realized, you know, I want to do this on my own. But how? You know, where where to start? You know, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I uh, ended up meeting this uh, successful woman entrepreneur I was introduced to in the Bay Area. I was traveling to San Francisco. Uh, so I got introduced to her again from Bangalore, uh, brought and raised um, and then moved to uh, San Francisco. And, you know, uh, I was like, oh, smitten, right? I was like, oh, my God, what she's done, I want to do. And wrote, wrote to her, met with her. And she said, look, uh, if, if you want to do, I was passionate about the education space. So was she. She wanted to do something in India, but
but geographically that was a challenge for her. So um, what I did was um, I said, look, let's do this. And she said, I will do this with you. So before she could change my mind, I moved back to India, started working on due diligence, quit my job in Sydney. And right. I guess that's where Space Basics started. But what I really like is also what you brought up about uh, how you were in awe of this woman, right? In a very similar manner, a lot of other young women out there will be in awe of you. And I don't know if this has ever crossed your mind. So this whole breaking of that glass ceiling for women is, is I think, is a, is a beautiful thing to kind of do. Has it ever come across your mind that, hey, you know, I might be an inspiration for a lot of younger girls out there or you're just like, oh, I didn't, it didn't come up till you said it right now. <laughs> yes, that's true. But the way I look at it is I think, um, you know, it's one of the keystones or if I kind of retrospect, what is the reason of me being able to um, achieve whatever I have in the short span of time? I would say it's because of mentorship. And especially as a woman, if you're able to have a woman mentor or if I'm able to reach out to other women, a lot of cultural as well as, uh, you know, professional challenges first as a first time entrepreneur or even just as somebody who's starting afresh in any chosen career. Um, a lot of those challenges are, are already you know been there done that you know yeah, you yeah. have a lot of aha moments i'm not on i'm not alone in this kind of moment and so i think uh, when when girls reach out to me or whenever i can um you know help in any way um i always try to tell them that you have to find a mentor and if you can find a, a woman mentor uh, that's the best case scenario awesome okay cool we're going to slip into a break and when we come back on the other side we're going to talk about the future trends that you see in this particular space which is AI integrated educational institutions and so much more so we'll come back with Madhvi Shankar in just a bit stand by looking forward to partying on the weekend is so yesterday when you have a party on the airwaves every morning every morning you're okay one world your station a last leg of conversation with Madhvi Shankar who's the founder of Space Basic this is hashtag this is Good Morning Bangalore with K. A company that is using AI to enable digital data platforms and helps pretty much well everyone especially educational institutions out there automate a lot of everyday tasks and simplify communication within uh, educational institutions and their student housing communities what i think is so cool is that you know this kind of it makes me feel like this is a this is like a college project because you're working with institutions like that but it also feels like so cool and advanced like on a much more technological level and I think that's where the best ideas are born, right, Madhavi? I mean, you must be so thrilled to work with such such young people every day, number one. I am so curious to actually know what you personally feel are going to be the trends in a space like this, right? Using AI and IoT in traditional institutions that have been the same for years. Now, that could be like an office space that has not automated their workflows and things like that or an educational institution or a lot of different spaces, especially in India, that have not even begun to start with AI and IoT uh, integrated into their daily activities. Where do you see this kind of going? 
What do you see as the future trends? How soon, in your opinion, can we get there? Oh, great question. Um, I think AI is, um, you know, to be incorporated in educational institutions, not just learning platforms. I think there's more that happens beyond the classroom. I think that's where um, there is a gap in terms of adoption. Right now, AI, if you go and talk to anybody, they think it's very far-fetched. It's really not. It's just giving you instant. insights and predictive analysis about things you could do better or you could save on for example so kind of uh, aligns with our goals which is to make life easy for uh, you know hostel management within universities as well as students who are living there right and the the, the way i see it is the future is integrations the future is saas where a lot of uh, i think universities in general what i've seen they've been used to very um, heavy duty erp solutions which are kind of deployed in house servers are set up i think some of them still like that process but uh, like let let me give you an example in a regular day the way students punch in in their biometric system right um that's an iot device plus you know then they go on their app and and they they add some data so when you're able to integrate all that data we can tell you okay okay k came came in at 8:30 pm uh last evening and over the last couple of days he's consistently been coming in at 8:30 if not you're asking the admin to go check the biometric device and go ahead and check the mobile app and stuff like that users want easy users want one touch technological applications that gives them what they need in just one single eye view that's what we're here for that's what we're here to kind of make that whole living a student living from when the student wakes up all the way till the student goes to bed uh, automated and and easy I want to ask you if you I don't know see this growing beyond educational institutions as well do you guys see yourselves moving elsewhere with space basic I mean I'm glad you asked because our goal this year is to also kind of we've seen use cases during covid come out of just the just the dormitory and hostel space we've seen that to be used outside of that right example touchless check-ins you know hey can we use it for our regular uh, students as well can we use scans for classroom attendance just you know on the top of my so things like that right in use cases want to kind of work with the non curriculum life of a student where they have everything they do out of the classroom uh, integrated on on a mobile device and apart from that what we also want to do is you know take space basic to to different geographies that's our next 12 month uh, goal super i i will i wish you all the very best with that little goal it sounds like you know even though it sounds like an easy task i'm sure it really isn't to hear your story is ultra cool and to chat with you um is also super super fun i want to thank you for being on this edition for tech for change and i hope to uh, i don't know maybe the next time that we do this to not do this over zoom to do it in person thank you again for your time thank you kay it's so nice to see you and put a face to the voice that i listen to you know during my commute uh, in the morning so thank you so much for having me ladies and gentlemen get to know him off air too have you followed him on facebook instagram and twitter yet at off air with kay slide into his dms now 94.3 radio 1 one world your station